Well, Father, we just thank you for our time together tonight, and we have a little bit more time here. So what, I just pray that you would guide our time together and speak what it is that you're wanting to speak, uh, and that you would edify, encourage, and comfort us, Father, and uh, just uh, enlighten the eyes of our understanding. Let us know the hope of our calling. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. So I'm going to pull up a scripture that, you know, I really enjoyed. I've enjoyed it for years. I've, I've, I've meditated on it, meditated on it quite a bit. And it's um, from the Amplified Bible, which is really awesome. But I want us just to kind of hear this for a minute. And this is kind of even alignment with some of the things that you guys were asking for prayer for tonight. In Ephesians 2.10 in the Amplified Bible, it says, For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. And then it says this, that we may do those good works that God predestined, planned beforehand for us taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that we should walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. So this is such a powerful scripture because it says that we were recreated in Christ Jesus for a reason. <laughs> and that, that, that part of why we were recreated in Jesus is so that we could do good works. And these works are supernatural works. These are exploits. These are, these are, are things that bring God glory, that manifest your full potential. This is like work in the kingdom. You know, it's, we have work in the kingdom. Um, Jesus, you know, said that, um, you know, um, one scripture where he talks about how the father works, you know, and so therefore I work. And, uh, you know, he would say, the Father in me does the work. But here's the scripture, and here's what it says. It says, um, let me kind of get back in some context here. Jesus was um, healed a man on the Sabbath, basically. And um, Jewish leaders came to him and began to, to ask him, and, you know, about this idea that he did this miracle on the Sabbath. And this is what Jesus said. He says, my father is always working, and so am I. You know, so this, this work is not just, it's not work like we think of in the natural. If you read a couple verses down, it says in verse 19, uh, very, very truly, I tell you, the son can do nothing by himself but he can only do what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does, the son does also. For the father loves the son and shows him all that he does. And yes, he will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. So here Jesus is describing the father's work. He says the father's working and so I work. And then he says, you know what? I just do what the father shows me doing. And, and the Father is showing me greater works so that you will be amazed, so that the Father will be glorified. And so this idea that we were, we were recreated in Christ Jesus to do good works is really about the Father's work and us partnering with the Father to do his work, right? This is about the kingdom business that we have become a part of uh, in Christ, Right? And the way that we do these works is kind of why I prayed the way I prayed with Amy and Chris 
is, you know, we do it from a place of abiding. We do it, we've been recreated where? In Jesus, in Christ Jesus. We weren't, we were recreated in him to do good works. This is why Jesus said, the same works that I do, you will do and even greater works, right? Yeah, and so here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of choices we can make on how to spend our time. And it's kind of like one of the prayer requests tonight about, you know, is this the will of God? I don't want to get off into another rabbit trail or whatever. Um, you know, a lot of times we just need to, we need to, it boils down to, to, to really hearing God, you know, and, and sitting down and almost putting your heart in neutral for a minute and just letting the Lord speak to you. And if we're not hearing God on a regular basis, well, then there's no way we're going to be able to walk in these good works that he planned before the foundation of the world. I mean, this is really an intimate journey. This is, an, this is a journey of intimacy. This is a journey where we are called to live exactly like Jesus lived. We are called to, um, you know, one of my favorite scriptures that I read all the time is, you know, this idea, it's in Matthew 11, it's like verse 27, and, it, and it's Jesus talking in the message translation. It says, this is a, a unique father-son operation coming out of unique father and son intimacies, you know? And so our lives are like that. Our lives are a unique father-son operation. And we're going to, we're going to walk in the paths that God prepared ahead of time for us. And we're going to walk in them and we're going to live the life that he arranged and made ready for us as we are intimate with him. You know, he is, he is the one that created us. He's the one that has gifted us with gifts and talents. And he is the one that says when we delight ourselves in him, he gives us the desires of our heart. He's the one that motivates us. It's, it's really coming from a union, from a place of, of oneness. And so, you know, whatever he calls us to do is supposed to be supernatural, you know, it's supposed to be something that challenges us, that maybe is beyond what we think we can do in the natural. Uh, but it's also something that, you know, we have a desire to do that's in our hearts to do, that we are gifted or anointed or called to do. And these, um, but these things are supernatural. They're, they're meant to be not, um, we're, we don't have, we're not supposed to toil like the world in these things. And so even just the way that we started out tonight, you know, just talking about praying in the spirit, you know, we have resources, unseen resources. We have angels. We have, uh, Jesus Christ himself at within us. And so we have the potential of God himself inside of us. And so when we pray in the spirit, that's when it says build yourselves up and go higher, it's that we are operating at a, at a higher level than the world, than, than just a pure natural way of living. So we have supernatural, um, Potential. We have supernatural. We are we are created to live supernaturally. We are supernatural beings, and so whatever it is that we're called to do, we're called to do it supernaturally. We're called to do it uh, like God did. Works. <laughs> you know, He works. I mean, He created the day, the heavens and the earth in six days, and called it work. He He creation is work. Um, speaking is work. You know, um, working miracles is work. And so we approach work or, or 
assignments or the things that we're called to do with a supernatural perspective and a supernatural approach, right? So, um, you know, I always think about, you know, my mentor who would get up and pray in the spirit every day for an hour, you know, and that took a ton of discipline. But he always said that, you know, he knew that his call and that what he was called to do was bigger than his natural ability, that this was supposed to be a supernatural operation that glorified God and that it was going to take miracles and doors to open and things that were completely beyond his ability to control or his, his um, call to control. And that praying in the spirit, he knew, was really a way that you got on these paths, that you took, that you started to walk in uh, the good life that God arranged for you. Uh, that it began to be supernaturally arranged. And that was kind of what I was saying earlier. You know, when I first prayed in the tongues, I mean, it, it was just supernatural coincidences began to line up as I prayed in the Spirit. And so whenever I see, whenever I see someone who's just stuck or in a, a place where they need wisdom, a place where they don't know which way to go, you know, praying in the Spirit accesses the wisdom of God. And, and the Apostle Paul said, that we shouldn't just pray in the Spirit, that we should pray that we interpret. So when you pray in the Spirit, expect the Holy Spirit to speak. Expect to start to receive visions and, and thoughts and, um, you know, uh, words coming into your, your mind that are the Lord's thoughts, that are the mind of Christ uh, invading your thoughts and invading your imagination. Because the Lord does not, the Lord wants us to be led by the Spirit you know, this is, this is something that we're called to do. So this is the way we're called to live. We're called to be led by the Spirit, not walk in darkness, not walk in confusion, not wonder what the will of God is, not wonder if we're doing what the, you know, if we're stepping out into the, the plan of God. Um, he wants us to have confidence that, um, uh, that we're hearing from him. Matter of fact, there's a scripture that says, hold, let me look this up really quick. It says... Um, In 1 John 5, 4, it says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know, and if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have whatever we have asked of him. I mean, this is supposed to be a conversation where he hears us, where we're asking, and that it's a supernatural flow. Um, you know, I was reading John 15, uh, for John 14 this week in the message translation, and there were some really awesome things that it brought out. Uh, it was, let me just get down to the part where it was talking about, um, uh, basically, let me just find where I was talking about. I mean, just listen to this. It says, um, oh, it's awesome. Okay, Philip says to Jesus, show us the Father and we'll be content. And Jesus says, you've been with me all this time, Philip, and you still don't understand. To see me is to see the Father. So how can you ask, where is the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? 
Listen to this though. The words that I speak to you aren't mere words. I just don't make them up on my own. The father who resides in me crafts each word into a divine act. So there's this operation that's going on with Jesus and the father where the the union that that Jesus walked in wasn't just a, a way of being. It was a way of talking and it was a way of acting. And so much so that Jesus said, believe me, I am in my father and my father is in me. If you can't believe that, believe what you see, these works, these things I'm doing. But here's what he says. The person who trusts me will not only do what I'm doing. Okay, listen to that. The person that trusts me will not only do what I'm doing, but even greater things because I am on the way to the father. Here's what he says. And I'm giving you the same work to do that I've been doing. You can count on it. Now listen to this, listen to this promise. This is in Matthew 14, verse like 11 through 14. Listen to this. It says, from now on, whatever you request along the lines of who I am and what I am doing, I'll do it. And then it says, that's how the father will be seen for who he is in the son. I mean it. Whatever you request in this way, I'll do. Now, I want to bring this back to this concept that we have work to do. We have work. We have assignments to do. And the way Jesus worked is the way we are called to work. It's supernatural, but it's done through abiding with the father. When you go back to Matthew 11, it says it's a unique father-son operation. There is a way of functioning day-to-day where we are depending on the father. We are abiding in the vine. Uh, You know, we don't just visit union. We don't just visit our time with God. We are in a communion with him. We are living with him. We are talking with him. You know, and so your answers, yes, you know, we pray, but... your answers are going to come from him. You're following the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is going to lead and guide you. And he says here that if you'll ask, you know, whatever you ask along the lines of who I am and what I'm doing, I'll do it. I mean, here, then you talk about the Holy Spirit. It says, if you love me, show it by doing what I've told you. And then he says, I will talk to the Father and he'll provide you another friend so that you will always have someone with you. This friend is the spirit of truth. And it says the godless world can't take him in because he doesn't have eyes to see him, doesn't know what to look for. But you know him already because he's been staying with you and will even be in you. You know, so when you're praying in the spirit, think about this, this is Holy Spirit operation. This is putting the Holy Spirit into gear through your own mouth. And he says, I will not leave you as orphaned. I'm coming back. In just a little while, the world will no longer see me. But you're going to see me because I'm alive and you're about to come alive. And at that moment, you will absolutely know that I'm in my Father, that you're in me and I'm in you. So this whole thing here is Jesus teaching his disciples how to live the way he lived. Does that make sense? And so whenever we're ta- thinking, you know, about, okay, Father, what should we do? Or where, you know, what do you have for us? 
you know, this is the way Jesus operated. So you want to you want to talk with him. He has practical things to say. He has real life direction to give. He has instructions for us. And one of the ways that we get those is, of course, by praying in the Spirit and interpreting it, by journaling, by just taking the time to hear from God. And I tell people that is the most important gift that you've ever been given, the ability to hear from God, the ability to actually have a conversation with the guy that created the universe. You have the mind of Christ. You have access to the mind of God. I mean, I think it seems like we've heard it so much we don't, it's like, why don't we really act like this is true? You know, if, why are we not living like we have access to the very mind of God? I mean, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, um, I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. Um, here's what it says. Uh, let me come down here a little bit. The spirit, okay, this is verse 10, not content to flit around on the surface, dives into the depths of God and brings out what God planned all along. Whoever knows what you're thinking and planning except yourself. The same with God, except that he not only knows what he's thinking, but he lets us in on it. God offers a full report on the gifts of life and the salvation that he is giving us. We don't have to rely on the world's guesses and opinions. We didn't learn this by reading books or going to school. We learned it from God who taught us person to person through Jesus. And we're passing it on to you in the same firsthand personal way. The unspiritual self, just as it is by its nature, can't receive the gifts of God's spirit. There's no capacity for them. They seem like so much silliness. Spirit can only be known by spirit. God's spirits and our spirits in open communion. Spiritually alive, listen to this, we have access to everything God's spirit is doing and can't be judged by unspiritual critics. So I'm saying we have a knowledge, a way of thinking, a way of communing with God where we know his mind and we can step into the works that he recreated us in Christ to accomplish. And we can walk on the spiritual paths that he prepared ahead of time and live the good life that he prearranged and made ready for us to live. But it's really about his thoughts. It's about his mind. It's about us communing with him from the inside out. And, and just like Jesus did, I mean, he, he would say, if you see me, you've seen the Father. The, the Father has given me things, these things to say. I didn't, these words didn't originate with myself. These words are being turned into divine acts. See, the words of God are like, they're like, they're prophecy. They're, they're the things that God is speaking to you for you to walk out in your life. And when he says, you know, you're a, 
an author or you're an entrepreneur or you're a, a writer, a, 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 you're a, a producer, you're an actor, you're these things. When he says these things, he means it supernaturally. He has, he's called you, he's formed these things in you just like he created Abraham to be the father of nations. This is a supernatural thing that he's doing in your life. And so we are partnering with God to see him glorified, the son glorified. This is about glorifying Jesus ultimately. This is about your life being a testimony that, that God is who he says he is, right? So take the time that you need to know what you're called to do and take the time that you need to know what he's saying, you know, and what what are the the, the circumstances saying what is what does this mean what is my next step you know what is the next step you're asking me to take God and and sometimes the next step is to do nothing sometimes the next step is to sit in His presence sometimes and, but sometimes it's to take a step of faith and get out of the boat you know we were talking about it this um, during emerge this week I mean we're not following principles we're following a person we're following a Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you know, and if you need to get reconnected with the power of the Holy Spirit, I recommend you pick up that book that Benny Hinn wrote, you know, um, Good Morning Holy Spirit, and you cultivate the relationship with the Holy Spirit. You cultivate a relationship with God in such a way that you are, you're walking in communion. You're living in communion. You're abiding in communion, you know. You're not visiting God and then going out and living the rest of your life asleep. You know, that's one of the things that, that's why we're saying praying in tongues. It helps you stay awake. But not even just that, just turning your attention and just recognizing your union and abide, taking a, a conscious, making a conscious effort to be Jesus conscious, to be Christ-centered is, is, is the only way we're going to produce fruit, right? We're going to have to live in a place where we are, we are aware of the truth, Right? So, it's good stuff. We have access to this. You know, I love it. It says here, no one's ever seen or heard anything like this. Uh, There's another scripture. Let me just read it. Let me just do it in a different translation here. Let me go to the NIV for a moment. You know, it says this. We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we declare God's wisdom, a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no human mind has conceived, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. So we're not, this is going to be revelation. This is a revelation. This is, this is the things that God has prepared for us. These are things that our eyes haven't seen, our ears haven't heard. We haven't intellectually understood them, but the Holy Spirit reveals them to us. And that's when it says that he searches all things, the deep things of God. 
right? So that we can understand what God has freely given us. So the Holy Spirit is the one that manifests the wisdom of God. It it manifests the mind of Christ, manifests, you know, our ability to experience the Godhead is through the power of the Holy Spirit. And you have everything you need. Don't think you don't have what you have the Holy Spirit. You have what you need. You know, Benny Hinn's journey with the Holy Spirit started with a good morning Holy Spirit. Just started with acknowledging it. There's a scripture in Proverbs that said, lean not on your own understanding, but just acknowledge me in all your ways and I will direct your path. I will direct your steps. So it's an it's just a simple acknowledgement. Ask. You have not because you ask not. It's a conversation. You know, and if you aren't hearing right away, if you're just hearing silence or you aren't hearing anything, don't give up. Don't think, okay, I'm just not hearing. No, you press into that. You press into that because hearing God is your birthright. You know, hearing God and, and getting wisdom from God is the normal way a believer operates. I mean, Jesus sometimes had to go away to a, a quiet place and pray and get rid of all the distractions and seek God. Um, and so we seek the Lord until we, f- we hear what we are asking. You know, there's a, a book I read one time about Kenneth Copeland and how he would seek the wisdom of God and he would just shut himself up and pray in the spirit, get his Bible out. And he would just start to speak scriptures like, you know, I have the wisdom of God. Jesus has been made unto me wisdom. Uh, father, you said, ask and I shall receive if any man lacks wisdom to ask. And he would just say these scriptures out loud and pray in the spirit and he would do that until he began to, to sense the Lord's plan and the Lord's direction. And he would just get downloads from God that way. And that's the, that's the access we have. I know of another story about a guy who was an investor. And he would just shut himself in his closet and be still. And he said sometimes it would take a week. But he would not make an investment. He would not make a move until he had the clear direction of God in his spirit. And he was a multi-multi-millionaire who learned to invest this way just by sitting and hearing and communing with God and not moving until he had the peace of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just, you just, you just, you don't, I mean, hearing nothing is either, uh, it's not a yes and, until it's a yes. If it's not, you know, we've heard this before, if it's not a definitive yes, it's a no. Or I've also heard, <laughs> you know, that it's a yes until you get a no, you know? And so that, that, that's like, that example is like with Paul, where Paul just started going, he was just go because he he'd had a, a word, preach the gospel to all the world. He would go, and then all of a sudden, the door was shut in Asia, you know? So it really, even that, you've got, this is, this comes from the experience that you have with God. You know, there are, there are, there are clues that I could share with you um, about it, but really, this develops in your relationship with God. You know, God knows me a lot of times. He knows that he, he probably shouldn't tell me something too early because I'll jump on it. Like, you better wait to tell me until it's time to do it. You know, he knows us better than we knows our, know, know ourselves even. So he knows how to speak to you. But here's the thing. If you're in confusion, don't do anything. I mean, the word says to be led by peace. And so confusion is a ser- You're not being led by confusion, Right? Confusion is not of God. So if you're in confusion, then 
Well, I don't. In those cases, you know that fear fear's not being led by. Yeah. Well, you've never talked to me about it since. Yeah. I mean, you have to admit, you have to continue the conversation. I mean, that's the one thing that happens. I mean, you have to you have to keep talking. You have to keep talking. You can't just. It's like if you were in the middle of a conversation and we didn't resolve it, and then I we just went away. The next time we got together, we'd probably still talk about that. You know, it's a relationship, Amy. I can't answer these questions for you. Only the Father, only God can answer those questions. I can give you guidelines. You know what I mean? I can give you guidelines about it. But it really is sitting down with your journal or whatever you need, you know, however you best hear from God. You know, I don't in prayer with someone else in a session. I'm not sure how you best hear from God, but you have, you know, no one is going to hear God for you. And only God is going to remedy what you're, he's the, he's the answer. And here's the thing too. He's not, just how he told you the other day outside, I'm not going to talk to you the way I talk to these other people. I mean, it's going to come from the inside. And that is the most reliable source. And here's the thing. You don't, you know, um, Well, you need to talk to God about that. It's like all these things that I've heard, I feel like I've heard from him on the inside. I've seen nothing on the outside. Got anything. Like no confirmation, no what happened, no. And there's only been a few years where I've really been trying to hear more, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not trying to be like now, now, now. But it just, it just feels. Well, testing the spirits to see if they're right. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I I don't know what I would do. I don't know how I would live if I couldn't sit down and hear from God. Now, I sometimes, God will speak to me in ways I don't always understand immediately. Like, he may give me a vision of something that I may not even necessarily like. Um, but he is talking. And he is, he's showing me through imaginations, through scripture, through journal. I am actually hearing, and it, there is no doubt. There is zero doubt. that Because I couldn't even make this up. You know what I'm saying? So when you're hearing from God, it should be like that, Amy. It shouldn't be like confusing. Like you may not have the full interpretation, but you should not doubt that you should know that this is God. And if you, it doesn't mean you won't be afraid because God will challenge you in areas that we're afraid of. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it's not, there's no, but you know that it's God. And if you aren't getting that kind of, of stuff from the Lord, that is God, that's what has to be developed in your life because you're called to be a son. You're called to operate the way Jesus operates. You are called into intimacy with God. First and foremost, long before you go out and try to follow him, you are called to know him. You are called, matter of fact, that's eternal life, is to know God. It's not whatever you're going to do here on this planet Earth. That is not eternal life. 
whether you do anything. Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? So knowing God is the point, is the ultimate point. Now, good works will come out of that, but it's not the good works aren't going to come. They come from abiding. They come from knowing Him. So if you make the goal to know Him, you will find yourself because you're in Him. Does that make sense? And so if you put as much thought, remember it says be careful what you, you know, it says um, be careful what you hear is what it's saying because the thought, the measure of thought and study that you give to that, what you hear will be the measure that comes back to you. So if you kind of shift this a bit and make the point about knowing him. I, I, I am in that place right now. Okay, so then that's the point. So it's it's frustrating that you can't know him. I don't know that I can. I'm not hearing him. I feel like the way that not the way, not the way, like what for, what for. Yeah. But like it doesn't always feel like that the way that you just described. Like you know that this was God. Well, I think it's because you don't stay there long enough. Meaning that you don't, you don't stay in the conversation long enough. You don't stay in the topic. You don't tell me more. Explain this to me. I need confirmation. I need to know that this is you. How do I know this is you? What scripture can, like, you know, like I need to, I need to learn to hear you in a way I can actually follow you with confidence. I mean, that conversation is a con- that's a conversation you actually have to have with God. It's a relationship, Amy. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? And so, does that make sense? What I'm saying? I mean, it's it's it's. Okay. Well, that's probably what's going on here. You know, what I mean, that's probably what's that's probably what needs to come up, right? Well, it's coming up, so it you know it is. It's it's it is. I mean, and and do you know why you're frustrated? You're frustrated with not hearing God. Or you're frustrated because. Yeah, yeah, frustrated with There you go. You know what I mean? Sure. But that doesn't mean that's always the answer. No, I know. But then, so I did. I moved in there. And I, after I moved in there, I felt like that's really what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to make the decision. But it's like, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't understand the point of that. That didn't mm-hmm. build my confidence at all. That didn't make me feel, it just seems shifty. And you recognize he's hearing us right now? Yeah, totally. Okay. Totally, yeah. Like he's in the conversation. Yeah. Okay.
Yeah, I think part of it, Amy, is you need to stand up in who you are. You know, like I'm everything I'm hearing you, I'm just going to be really honest. It's all victim. You know what I mean? Like, I'm this victim. I can't hear God. Da, da, da. Like, I mean, I, you need to stand up a little bit and be like, I am your bride. And, and devil in Jesus' name, back up. You're not going to cause confusion. I command anything that is not God right now to shut up. No, no, no. I'm in Christ. I have a, you know, like it's almost like a, you release your faith for this. I, when you said you would call upon you and you would answer and show me great mighty things that I know it's not. Well, in Jesus' name, I'm getting the great mighty things that I know it's not. And I'm getting them right now in Jesus' name. So talk. Come on. I hear you. By faith, I hear you. I am your sheep. I know your voice. And I'm getting the answer in Jesus' name. I receive it. Right now. And I'm going to walk it out like I got it. I mean, so there's an aspect of faith in this. Yeah, I feel that. Like nobody's going to, like you just be, no, I'm, no, no. I mean, I remember one time I got, you know, it's like, you're not, you're not yelling at God, but you are yelling the truth. I mean, this is, I mean, a great price was paid, Amy, for you to hear God and to walk in communion with him and to know him. The blood of the lamb purchased every single thing. I mean, it, it has eradicated the right for anything to exist that would separate you from God. And so sometimes you might have to stand up like a son and command some things. Wisdom, you are mine in Jesus' name and I receive it. You know, I mean, let there be light. So almost instead of getting, letting your frustration come down and I'm just helpless here. I'm just at the mercy of what I don't even know what. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to declare what God has said about my ability to hear him and about, you know, and because I know this, when I, when I wanted to know the reason I was on the planet, I'd heard a message about this call upon me and I will answer. You know, I went home and I mean, I, you know, God, I need some answers, you know, and I mean, just, I'm, I, I'm not taking no for an answer. I mean, it's like blind Bartimaeus, Jesus, son of David, you know, it's woman with the issue of blood. I mean, it's, you you almost have to just be, you know, and if it does, and I will say a lot, sometimes it is spiritual interference. And so in Jesus name, every Hindering spirit that is hindering me from hearing the voice of God. Get off of me in Jesus' name. Anything that's clouding up the communication waves right now. I I rebuke the lie that I can't hear God. I rebuke the lie that somehow I can't receive wisdom. When it says, if you ask, you shall receive. When it says, seek and you shall find. Knock and you will, the door will be open. He says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So he's not a liar. So something's going on here, you know, and if it's me, Lord, if I, you know, if I need to, if I'm mad at you or mad at, if there's forgiveness issues, tell me who to forgive. But other than that, I'm getting my answer. I'm not going to, you know, and and you do it, you come that way because whenever I get like this, I think, I think about the price. I think about what Jesus paid for me to know him. There's nothing else he could have given for me to know him. So if it's, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a demand on it and move in faith with it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah.
Yeah. Sure. But this is, and I don't think that, I'm not getting the sense that Amy's mad at God. It's more she's just frustrated because you're, you just, well, but that's silly too. You know what I mean? Because whatever this is, you do, I mean, this is what I'm saying, Amy, is that you've got to stand up in who you are. You know what I mean? And look in your, look with your spiritual, because if I, here's the deal. If I told you right now, give a prophetic word to Ray. Okay, you would walk over there, you would put your hand on him, you would connect with the spirit realm, and you would begin receiving from God and saying what God is saying about Ray. It is absolutely no different to do that for yourself. On demand. The fact that it's not happening, I'm not sure exactly why, but I'm telling you, it's, it's the same. You can do it. You can do it. Now, sometimes I will say, I don't always like... I mean, it may be a couple weeks. I'm just being honest because I'm walking through something that I'm, I, it's bothering me. It's troubling me. I've got emotions all wrapped up in it. God can't get through. I mean, it's like he's trying to get through down to my level and I'm just, I'm the issue. And I know I, I never think, you know what I'm saying? But I'm sticking with it. I'm going to stick with it. I'm just going to stick with it. Like I, I might have a vision that I do not understand, nor do I like it, you know, but I'm going to stick with it because my experience, I've, he's given me instructions to do something that I didn't like, but I just, I've, I've walked with him long enough to know if you'll just stick with it, it will become clear in time. You know, it's just, it's kind of, I just believe that. I mean, I, I just refuse to listen and, and receive teaching that talks about God being silent or God not answering times or, you know, seasons of like hiddenness and manifestation. Some of the, I mean, even Graham Cook talks about this. And I just, I refuse because that's not what I feel the word teaches. He says, I'll go over it line by line with anyone that's willing to listen. This is a unique father-son operation, you know. I feel like the, the relationship that Jesus had with the Father is my, that is what he died for me to have. And I can't imagine, except maybe on the cross, maybe Jesus got a couple emotional things where he couldn't hear the Father, but they operated as one. And if they operated at one, that, that means that he was able to commune. You're in the vine. Where are we going? I mean, you know what I mean? You're, you're one. And so if it's not happening, I feel like you just need to release your faith and just start reminding, you know what, I am God's sheep. The sheep hear the voice of the good, you know, and you just begin to speak that stuff out and just take authority over that. And then ask again. If you don't hear anything, okay, well, Father, I'm not hearing anything. What do you want to show me? See if you see something. Get your journal out, okay? Speak to me. If that didn't work, I worship. I need to get out of the flesh. I need to get out of the, just worship. I mean, I will, you know, I will, I will just do what I need to. It's not a work. It's a, it, it's a, it's a quiet, it's get all the junk out of the way <laughs> so that I can tune in and, you know, and get yourself out of the way, you know, I mean, soaking a lot of times. I mean, even in John Crowder's book about contemplative prayer, you know, he's like sitting down and those, those times of prayer are for no, you aren't going to God for something. You're just going to experience him, him. You're just going to experience his presence and just experience union and bliss.
and you lay down on the floor and he says, everything in the world may come up. He's like, just let it come up. You just let it, till you can clear all that mess out so that you can get into a place, you know, be still and know that I'm God. I mean, you know, even Mark Virgo's little four little things, you know, be still, right? Find that place of inner quiet. Find, you've got to find it, right? And then what? What's the next one? Uh, focus on Jesus. So you look at his face. I, don't, I mean, visualize it. Visualize Jesus. What is he saying? Tune to flow. What? And then write it down. I mean, remember some of these things and actively, I'm just telling you it's your birth. You can hear God and you can hear him on demand. And I don't, I, I just rebuke that off of you. And if you're struggling with something, I mean, so, a lot of times it's hard to hear God sometimes in areas where our heart has been wounded and we have, we have lots of our own things tied up in it and we've been through so much and it's so personal and it's painful. And I'm not saying it's always easy to hear the Lord in those places, but it's worth sticking with it, you know? And he's faithful. And it, I don't, I'm not special. I'm not special. I mean, I might be special ed, but I'm not special, you know? I mean, this is just coming from a place of brokenness, honestly, where I could not live without it. And so I just, yeah, the alternative is just not good. To be carnally minded is death. And I, I it, it is. I mean, and I've experienced what that means to be carnally minded. And it is no peace. And to be spiritually minded is so powerful. And you feel the flow and you feel, you know, and so it's just, it's just, a, it's growing up. It's growing in the up spiritually. This is just growing up. It's growing up and and developing a relationship with God. I mean, and and recognizing the 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 hindrances and it's just experience. It's just experience with this. And the more you walk with the Lord, the more you press through, the more you have victory, the more you 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 have confidence, you know? But you got this. I mean, you really do. And if there's a hindrance, it's it, that's all it is. It's just a hindrance. It's just a lie. It's a lie. It's either that or a spiritual block of some kind. But it's this is your birthright. And, I mean, I'm telling you, he, his blood was shed for you to have it. So don't you take no for an answer. You, you know? I mean, I don't know if that helps you. Yeah. It feels like it. You know what I mean? It gives you. It takes you out of that victim mentality which that keeps you stuck when you have the authority even over whatever's stuck. (laughs) Sometimes I've just been like, let there be light in Jesus' name. Light. I just release light, light, light. And you just feel the power when you start to get up like that and start to pray like that. And you walk around your house like that. In Jesus' name, I receive the answer. I pray into Arabah. I have the mind of Christ right now. And I receive the answer I need in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you that I hear your voice clearly. And Father, you confirm it. I'm your child. You know, and you just start going, you start going with you're boldly going. And that's faith. Right? And you will get the breakthrough. Go boldly before the throne. Right, <laughs> been there you go. Go boldly where no man has gone before. Yes, yes, yes. That makes a good sense on that. So, 
What I'm saying is that you have this. And, and, and I think that's what happens with people is that we get discouraged because we aren't hearing or whatever and we don't know what to do. But you just, you know what, you don't take no for an answer. You really, we, are, we have been made to be more than conquerors. We are overcomers and we, we, we stand. We, we, we fight the good fight of faith. We, we resist, we resist the lie. We resist the enemy. We resist anything that is not what Jesus Christ has provided to us. And I'm telling you, he's provided it. If you're willing to listen, he said he'll go over it with us line by line. Oh, and I would say, and I, every line, I will go over this line by line. Like I will break it down for you, right? But I remember, I just would say all the time, the eyes of my understanding are enlightened and I know the hope of my call. I would say it all the time over myself. I mean, speaking the truth, I hear the voice of God better than my own thoughts. Like I hear God. I mean, I, you're never going to hear me say, I mean, like even if I'm having trouble, I may not be hearing God for a minute, but I'm going to get, you know? No, I'm ha- this is my this is this is my lifeline. No one's cut, you know, and if if I can't hear, I mean it's who I feel God's presence on it. And sometimes I'll sit down with the Lord because a lot of times I will say this. I do think sometimes the conversations we're having with him are they're hard for him to talk to us about because they're just so they're just not the conversation he's having, you know? And so a lot of times I've come, because I get confused. I mean, you, if, you, if I brought my journal up here tonight, you would, the longer I walk with the Lord, the more, the less talking I do. Because I already know he already knows it. So I don't actually have to explain it. And it saves a lot of time having to write stuff down. Like I don't have to read, I don't have to regurgitate all this, all this stuff. You know, I could just say, I know you know. And I, I used to have this a lot when I was, when I would be confused. I'd be like, I, I would always have this vision of myself like scuba diving. And if you get, um, I forget what they call that, but like if you get kind of the bends, but it's, it's, the bends are more once you go up. This is like you get, um, you basically get totally disoriented and confused and you no longer know which way is up, which way is down, which way is sideways. And so you're totally like you're in a, it's a very dangerous situation, but I'd have that vision. Cause I'd be like, I am so lost right now in my thoughts and my thinking emotional. I mean, I'm just literally like, I don't know which way to go. I don't know how to go up, down, sideways. And I would have that picture, but I would come to God right there. And be like, so you've got to come at this place and help me navigate. And I'll tell the Lord, like, I don't know what to think. And so he'll just, you know, I'll just be sitting there. And it may seem totally unrelated. Like he may bring back something he spoke to me 10 years ago. Or he may, I just begin to just write it down. And he'll just start to bring maybe something to remembrance. Or maybe it'll be a scripture. And it may not seem relevant. It may not seem like it has anything to do with what we're talking about it, or even if we're talking about anything. I just, I just start with whatever comes up. And then from there, I'll go with it. Maybe I'll go and read a scripture. And it's been amazing what I've, the journeys that he's taken me on with just, just like it does when you're prophesying over someone. You get one little thing and you, you just start to go with it. So you just go with that and treat it like prophesying over yourself. You know, look, what do you see? 
or I'll say, what do you want to show me, Father? And I, I, don't, I just open up the horizons to let it be whatever he wants to be. And if he wants to show me a unicorn and a rainbow, well, then show me. And I may not understand it after it's over, so then I'm like, okay, why do you show me this? What, what does this mean? Does that help? Okay. Because here's what I know. This is supposed to be the way we live. You know, and I know a lot of people teach there that teach things like, you know, the more mature you get, the less, you know, you just, it's almost like Jesus gets in the back seat and you're just driving along, you know, and I just don't believe that's how God, I just don't believe that's how sonship looks. I don't think that's how Jesus lived. I mean, I think he lived completely dependent upon the father. And I do think it gets to a place where your thoughts and his thoughts, it's hard to tell who's who. I, I think that happens. I think you get so synchronized that he's just living through you and you, you know, it's not like you have to constantly religiously be thinking of him 24-7, but, you know, I do believe it's an ongoing communion. So, well, Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you that there's things that you want to speak to all of us. I thank you that you have, you have things on your mind. You like to talk with us. You like to... You like to show us great mighty things that we don't know. You like to give us, you like to, to entertain us. You like to make us laugh. You like to, it's not always hot, you know, heavy. And it, you just, you like being with us. And so I just uh, release us into the conversations and, and uh, communion with you this week. We have lots to be thankful for as we head into Thanksgiving. And uh, I just, uh, praise you and thank you for breakthrough with and uh, I just give you praise for it in Jesus name. Amen.